Yo, this is official Shawmer International Film Festival spoiler alert. We're going to spoil the movie. We're going to talk about and probably some other ones. So uh, be warned. This week on Shawmer's International Film Festival, Dan Cowite is back to talk about Edgar Wright's latest film, Last Night in Soho. Action. Welcome to the seventh annual Shomer International Film Festival, and I'm your motherfucking host, <laughs> Sean Murray. <laughs> Uh, the Diamond Boy. Uh, I'm here with uh, my good friend, my the Brass pal. Man, the Brass Man, <laughs> my mortal enemy. I'm always coming in third. <laughs> no one's afraid of me. Yeah. But you're 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 dependable. Like um, yeah, I mean, yeah. if I'm anything, I'm dependable. Yeah. But like, girls don't find dependability sexy. Yeah. <laughs> always real dependable. Yeah, unless it's paired with something else. You got to be all like. You, oh yeah, being yeah, your husband. Like, yeah. Right. You gotta be sexy and dependable. Being you can't dependable, just be dependable in bed is yeah. not a great. He's like he's really dependable. He always uh, has. Sex <laughs> you count on him to be there. He He'll... always is there for sex. Yeah, but it's not erotic in any way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of sex in this movie. There's not a lot, but it's a there's good. Not, I mean, there's well, well, a lot implied, of implied sex. Wow, yes. look at that. We both said the same word. That's uh, that's why we're. I friends. like when people say jinx. Yeah, and then you know, you know, now we're gonna die. Yeah. Oh, jinx! You're gonna hit by a bus. Oh, this is a fun game. Who yeah, made this up? it would be actually <laughs> fun if jinx was like. Actually, like, uh, there was a threat. You know what I mean? Like, if it was something like, you would you were jinxed. Or if it was you know a I mean? good thing. Yeah. Like, you're going to find a doubloon. Yeah, like, why do, Yeah, why are you cursing me just because we said the same word? I mean, like, jinx. Right, now, and you're cursing yourself, too. Yeah. It doesn't make you uncursed. We're trapped in a jinx together. I know. That was a great show. It wasn't. No. Everyone liked it, though. Remember that was on <laughs> HBO? It's about a doctor that said, you know, I actually killed all those fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy, Robert Durst. Is that what it was? Yeah. Son, his son Fred. Yeah. Started the Bimps Bimps Liskets. Bimps Liskets. They're the worst band that's ever existed. <laughs> but everyone likes him now because he made a movie. He did he? Ah. Well, we're talking about movies here on the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he directed a movie, and everyone's like, "This is pretty good for the guy that was in." Yeah, Limp yeah. Biscuit. It's like by the standard of what <laughs> Limp Biscuit is, he's like, "You got to give him credit for." Well, this, that's like kind of like, like leads us into uh, a thing that we talk about a little bit, like. When a director has some, oh, what's the word I'm looking Cachet. for? Yeah, if you will. And so, like, Edgar Wright has it, you know, and, like, to, you know, Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino, Paul Thomas Anderson, you know. And so when they, whenever the they come one. and I still haven't uh, seen, what was, the, what was the one that you guys saw, you and Stosh saw, and I haven't seen Phantom it. Thread? Yeah, no, I saw that one. Oh. There was one recently you saw in the theater, and you guys were like, uh, Oh, Wes Anderson, um, French Dispatch. Yes! yes! Fuck, I gotta see that. I gotta see that, and I gotta see Eternals. But, like, you always get compared to your last movie. Yes. So, I f- and I don't feel like that's a fair comparison. So, like, Fred Durst, it's like, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Fred Durst. Yeah, you have to appreciate it just because, like, at least he's not doing that bullshit anymore. You know what I mean? Like, right, like, right, yeah, right, like right. this is not good, but it's like, I don't have to hear his fucking it's like, dumb well, compared music. compared to Martin Scorsese, this is the worst thing that's ever yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. This is vomit on Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's graded on a, 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 not a harsh scale, a very uh, forgiving scale. Right, you know the I mean? curve. Yeah. The bell jar. Whereas the bell Fred jar. Durst lives <laughs> in a... Sylvia Plath's The Bell Jar. Um, <laughs> directed by Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, so let's get into it. Yeah, so we're we're both, I would say we're both Edgar Wright fans. Yes. Um, yeah. 
dating back to Shaun of the Dead. Is Shaun of the Dead? Debut. Shaun of the Dead was is uh, perfect. Yes, you know it's not the greatest movie ever, but the tone is just right. It's everything it needs to be. You know yeah. I mean? it's like it's 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 one of the things I talk about a lot with movies. It's like it's operating on all the levels that it's trying to. You yeah. know what I mean, like it's not. It's not trying to be uh, Godfather Two, you know what I mean? It's, right. it's trying to be exactly what it is, and it it's the best as, you know, that it could be. You know what I mean? Right. I don't have any complaints about it. Really, the com- the comedy. I mean, and all the like little scenes, like um, throwing the records uh, at the zombies, and, and then picking which ones judging are, yeah, like, worth throwing. Yeah, and he's like Batman, Batman. soundtrack, <laughs> and he's like throw it. <laughs> but like so, it, uh, it works, and then it's like as it grows, and then Hot Fuzz was great. I love Hot Fuzz. Yeah, I, I don't like it more than Shaun of the Dead, but I think it's very, it's very good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's he was operating in a very um, unique space. I think um, we're not gonna, we're not before not jumping ahead too much, but like right. um, at the time, you know, like, he was doing like send ups very well, like right. like the highest level of it. Yeah, you know I mean? because like a lot of times, especially during the the two thousands, um. The arts, if you will. Ah, yes. Please do. The arts. Please will. The arts. Um, <laughs> but, the, um, the new arts. But yeah, during <laughs> during the arts, uh, um, there was a lot of those like horrible, like scary movie spinoffs, like right. uh, disaster were, movie. They were too, uh, too much. Too broad. Yeah. And and not even like in the fun, um, like Airplane is a is a parody, but it's very good. You know, well, what the mean? thing or why, even Austin Powers. The like, reason why Airplane is so good is that they're playing it straight. Except yeah. for all these wild things are happening. It's also around like just him. incredible talent well, behind the Leslie Nielsen yeah. is one of the funniest actors that's ever done it before. But it also like he plays it straight. Yeah, like it's so like when he keeps coming to the cockpit and uh, cockpit in the <laughs> plane, and he goes, "We're all counting on you." And then he does it after the plane lands. Yeah, <laughs> like all those little no, things. Yeah, th- th- that's one of those problems with, with those um, with those like kind of parodies from the two thousands. Is like everyone's in on the joke, like, to an extent. The most upsetting thing is how much money they made because they kept making them. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> well, Scary Movie was a hit. Right. And then Scary Movie 2 was, like, like, I think even a bigger hit. And then, I mean, it was just diminishing returns from that point. But then they started doing, like, uh, I think because those movies are very easy to make. You know what I mean? Like, right. And it's just, like, you just get a bunch of... Write a bunch of dumb jokes. Um, you get a bunch of actors who will just do it. Like especially like as they expanded, it was like it was less like um Chris well, Elliott and more like I've never even this person doesn't even do comedy. You know what I mean? Like Chris, disaster movie, superhero movie, whatever. Chris Elliott is hilarious. He's probably the best part of Scary Movie Two when he comes out with the with the the gimp hand mm-hmm. and he's like preparing the turkey. <laughs> do you remember that yeah, yeah, yeah. part? That's, that's, a, that's a classic. And scene, David yeah. Cross is in it too. Like clearly slumming. Like they just came in to for a paycheck. But they're what makes it funny, and I think white chicks just as a you know a step back. But it's the Wayne's brothers is fucking hysterical. I think it. <laughs> I I don't think it's funny now. <laughs> <laughs> but you did. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I haven't seen it in a few years, but I I know I wouldn't laugh at every joke as hard. But I still appreciate it. like um, Terry Crews is so good in that. Yeah, he's, he's unlikable like, oh, that's now. Wifey right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What he fucked up? He, he fucked up a lot. Yeah. Did he? It's supposed to be a black thing though. You don't have to worry about. Oh, cool. That's so. I'm only, <laughs> always so happy when you say that to me. You're like, this is a black thing. You can go. I'm like, I wanted to hang out, but you want me to leave? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I think um, I was uh, those those movies just kind of just got like. Too wacky and not, but the, the jokes weren't even strong. I mean, I think one of the right. things with Edgar Wright is that uh, he's one. A lot of those parody movies don't, especially like things that are not like Airplane or whatever, like the the right. the arts movies. Well, they didn't yeah. seem to have an actual appreciation for what they were sending up. Like like a lot of Hot Fuzz is about like they keep referencing Bad Boys too, and like in a, in a um 
um, uh, a less lesser director's hand or like a lesser like writer's hands. They they're making fun of Bad Boys too because they like I think Edgar Wright actually appreciates well, Bad Boys too as as a piece as a piece of art. You know what I mean? Like for, what, a, it, for a, what it is. A criticism of that movie was they clearly loved these movies. Yeah, they're not being like, oh, this is horseshit. One of my favorite movies of all time is Point Break. It's a ridiculous idea: surfers <laughs> robbing banks, and they could tell because they saw a tan line when they mooned a camera leaving the security, yeah. and they found sex wax, but. <laughs> Like it's just it works. Ke- Keanu's great. Uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Patrick Swayze is incredible. As to like, because to play a villain, you know he's a bank robber, but you fucking love this guy. And then he's like, you teach him how to surf, yeah. and like he's cool as shit. And he's yeah. like, rad parties, and whatever. And then they try to remake it more extreme. It's lost they, everything. Well, that thing is one of the things that they do when they do make these remakes is that they don't ever really try to capture the spirit of what like, right. they, like, they, like it's like they'll, it'll be like a like a um like a, a more grim version of it or a right. more, like, they, they don't really they're not capturing this like, cause, like that's what you think like you shouldn't remake the movie um beat for beat but you should capture the spirit of like what like what attracted you to the original project and right. like what can you bring to it to like make it but like a lot of the times um it's just like uh let's just do like a dark version of it or like a or well, even that more was, that out, was big yeah. that was big after Batman hit Everything had to be gritty and real. Yeah. And it was like, no, it only works in this scenario. And also, that Batman doesn't work in the DC universe at all. Yeah. Because you can't have, like, that's what they try to, like, capitalize on with, like, the Batman versus Superman, where it's, it, it doesn't matter how powered up or how many drugs or how many times they hit Superman with a kryptonite arrow, he's still going to kick the shit out of Batman. Yeah. And I fucking love Batman. You know what I'm saying? But you just can't. You can't have them in that same world in a real scenario. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult balancing act to actually like because they they wouldn't exist in the same space. I mean, they, they, they right. really like. I mean, that's why there isn't. I mean, I guess there's Justice League stuff, but like there isn't that much like um, overlap of like most bat great Batman stories are not Superman stories or whatever. Because like it's like right. they should. When they interact, it's good, but it shouldn't be like they shouldn't really be existing in the same space. And even even like the good Justice League stories recognize that like Batman recognizes his limitations within right. that group. Like, he's like, like he's, I'm not you guys, but I have, does, I have this. You know, the biggest I mean? thing he does for the Justice League is he pays the rent for the. Yeah, watchtower. he's basically just like um, <laughs> like like the he's team. A, mom. He's a wealthy dowager. Yeah, yeah, he's like. <laughs> He's like the um the rich the, like if you have a friend who's rich and like the mom lets you guys like like hang out at, at his house and like have parties and sleepovers yeah, and shit. Build He's a like, recording yeah. studio yeah. in your basement. <laughs> no, what is, no, but point break, what I was looking up was Catherine Bigelow directed that. Yes. So like I feel like Oh so yeah, a, a high fe- level of talent behind the camera. Because like, a female director too. Like yeah. you have this point of view. Because she's a, made Zero Dark Thirty. Well yeah, that's she brings in a, a fascinating uh like the female gaze to yeah. Action and 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 um like uh, intensity. Yeah, I mean that's it's a different approach. Um, but yeah, to the point about Catherine Bigelow was like, who directed the new Point Break? We don't know because right. they don't, it's like, it yeah. was so bad. And I guess I guess I, I guess the argument you can make is that at the time Catherine Bigelow wasn't somebody we knew, but like right. she must she had some talent. You know, I mean they, they they saw something in her. Right. She, I don't think she did Near Dark, which is a great yeah uh, vampire movie that's on like Shutter or something like that. But um, but yeah. So th- my point was um. Edgar Wright's movies. Yeah, uh, he has an appreciation for like, you know. What I mean, you can tell he loves 
like George Romero movies and he loves zombie movies for Shaun of the Dead. You can tell he loves like because he's he's laughing at the tropes of it. He's not laughing at like this as a piece. He's not like saying like action movies are dumb. It's like it's laughing at the absurdities of like okay like in Bad Boys we're like like the like Nick Frost wanting to do everything in slow mo <laughs> and like I mean it's like that's what, and, and, and again the straight man. Um, Simon Pegg plays so well against that because he's like, this is not how it's, like I, we're cops. You know what I mean? Like this is not it's not I mean, a movie. And there's always every time it's funny, it's legitimately funny. Like the close up of uh, Simon Pegg's face when he goes mothers, and you turn the camera and it's a bunch of women yeah, walking yeah. down the street with babies in their carriage. Just like to have a good handle on comedy is on film is hard. Yeah, and we've talked about this numerous times. Where we say that drama is more ripe for comedy than straight comedy is. I mean, we had a whole podcast on yeah. that. But they they nail it. And that would have been on my list, but it came out in 2007. It doesn't work <laughs> that way. But, um, yeah, so then, so you got um, Shaun of the Dead, Hot yeah. Fuzz, then it's Scott Pilgrim? Scott, I, I believe so. I yeah. don't think there's anything in the middle. Yeah, it's Scott Pilgrim um, after that. Because he was working on Ant-Man. Right. That's well, when he started. That's and that's he, the craziest thing and the thing that bothered me the most. He pitched Ant-Man in 2006. Yeah. And then they made Iron Man, and they, you know, that blew up. And they're like, "Oh, now we have to have a universe," because he just wanted to do his self-contained Ant-Man story, his heist movie. And they were like, "Nope." Like that was the thing. That was the thing that bummed me out the most. They had the test footage of like Ant-Man getting small and running on the gun, and like stopping all those like Secret Service guys in that test footage that they showed. And it was like, "This is going to be fucking incredible." And they were just like, "Oh, now I don't get to." Well, yeah, um, Edgar Wright talked about that. He says. um... He hasn't talked much about like why that fell apart, but I, I think there was a quote I read somewhere. I think it was on a blank check subreddit recently, and it was basically he's like, "I felt like I wanted to make a Marvel movie, but they didn't want to make an Edgar Wright movie." Yeah, and it, which is a great point. It's like, like uh, this is one of been has been a major criticism of the MCU is that like they're not letting the talent bring what their value is to the project. They wanted to kind of like. Kind of homogenize well, they got, it. They got kind of hands off with Black Panther, I thought. Well, no, well, well, it, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot behind the scenes with that. So there was a guy who's running the Marvel. Um, everyone knows Kevin Feige as the face of Marvel, but he wasn't the head of Marvel. He was like um, one of the highest like level producers. Right. I just heard that. What's his name? Like Ike Perlmutter was a guy who yeah. ran. Um, and it was there was a there was a team of people, but like Ike Perlmutter, Ike Perlmutter, Ike Perlmutter was the face of like the head of uh, Marvel for um, a number of years and he was the one who like we don't want to make he didn't want to he didn't want to have a Black Panther movie because he didn't think it would make money he didn't want to have a Black Widow movie because he didn't think it would make money he didn't even want to have Black Widow like action figures because he didn't think it would sell like he was very like uh, antiquated and uh, I mean probably it sounds like an sexist. old person's yeah. name Ike Perlmutter <laughs> it doesn't get fucking older than that Um, so like I think once Kevin Feige got like they kind of got Ike Perlmutter in um, I think it was Avi Arad um and oh then, yeah, I thought you were gonna say they put him in a Phantom Zone. <laughs> but, well, basically, <laughs> they got him the fuck out of there. And and then Kevin Feige's been a lot more open to like, um, okay, look, what, like what can Ryan Coogler bring to Black Panther rather right. than like, like um, if you're gonna bring in, if you're gonna bring in a, a high level talent, yeah. why why just have them make be uh, turn him into a work for hire journeyman? You know what I mean? Like just have well, him, like Peyton Reed was a dude that directed Ant Man. Yeah, and I think he like, like what did he make? He may bring it on. Right. But there's nothing like about the look of I bring think, it on. I think he did an excellent job with those movies. It's just hard because you you're always going to have the Edgar Wright right uh, version of it in your no, head. No, yeah, they're, they're good. The first the first one's better than the second one, I think. Yes, for sure. I mean, Paul Rudd's super charming and everything he's in, because uh, you know that's just the way he is. 
But, you know, there's nothing remarkable. And you, you can kind of tell some of the things that were left in. Because uh, who rewrote it? Adam McKay? And, um, um uh, I know Paul Rudd wrote it too, but, um, it was Adam McKay and, It was whoever um, his, like, co-writer is. But, yeah, I don't um, think Will Ferrell had anything to do with no. it. No. But I knew it was, like, they brought in some pretty heavy-hitting yeah. comedic writers. Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think, what, my point was, I think once they got, like, you didn't get, like, a Ragnarok, you get, um, you right. get the Black Taika. Panther, you yeah, get Taika um, his... James Gunn even to an extent, like uh, he has a lot of his fingerprints all over those so Guardians I was gonna, movies. I was going to bring this up. So the first Guardians is great. Second one is very good too. Uh, when we were talking about how like bad the jokes are in Scary Movie mm-hmm. 3. But when we watched, uh, when I watched uh, Suicide Squad, his version, I liked parts. It's not funny. It's not. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's not it doesn't fully come together. It, it, it it's amazing. Um, it's the same guy, but like I think the, the Guardians works so much better. The you know characters I mean? are more likable. I hated the scene where they killed everybody, and they're like, "No, those are good guys," and they're just like, "Whoa!" Yeah, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it's it's supposed to play for a laugh, but it's like that sucks. They're, they're dead. Not, it, Everyone's it's like, dead. It's like and it's like there's a way to do that. Would that would be fun? I just I, I just think tonally, I just it didn't it didn't work. It it I think it because I'm not saying it. There, you couldn't do a scene like that and it would be funny. Right. But it just didn't feel because because they're not likable. You know what I mean? And um like it doesn't like if I don't know. It was it was odd. Uh but I like the Guardians movies way more. Than, yeah, Guardian uh, well, I skipped I wanna say skip school. I skipped work <laughs> to see like a like a daytime showing and it was like around my birthday. And it was like right from the beginning when uh fucking Star Lord is singing and dancing to that song as he's going through the, like I was on board. Yeah, and they kind of try to do that, and they try too hard to make King Shark fucking Groot. Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't. It it kind of bummed me out, of course, once again that it was not as good as it could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was excited for it too because, um, like, uh, I, I I was excited that James Gunn got to make like he's like they got he you know um Alan Horn and whatever they kicked him out of Disney like you can't make Guardians three he's like well fuck it I'm gonna go to DC I'm gonna make and then they're like you're you're back you know yeah what I mean? he's like okay he got the fucking double dip and like well, I was excited for it but he wasn't his- Adam Warlock's one of like my favorite Marvel characters because mm-hmm. like he has a great like story arc with with the Infinity Gauntlet story arc uh so I wanted I wanted to see him so bad but they show him like being grown. At the end, at the I think it was one of like the tra- uh, what do they call post credit scenes? Yeah, where they show Adam Warlock being grown, and then they show the dude that they cast, uh, Poulter. Perfect. Like yeah. I think he's fucking. That's good. I'm so pumped. About I'm excited that. for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, okay, so we gotta get our track. Okay, he, he was yeah. working on Ant Man. Um, that fell apart. He did Scott Pilgrim, which is one of my favorite movies. You love that movie. Um, I I think it's great. Uh, I don't love it as much as you do, but I think it's very good. Yeah, love that. Um, and then it's World's End. Which I, I, with successive uh, additional watches. It grows on you. And, and I liked it when I first saw it. Yeah. But I think I liked it. I was giving it, a, I liked it a little bit more than I actually did because it was Edgar Wright. Right. You know I, mean? I, like, and there's, I mean, I thought, I thought Simon Pegg was amazing in that movie. I think he's like, I'm like, I, I think he should have gotten like an Oscar nomination. Like, I'm not even joking. I thought he was like so good in that movie. Like, and he's, there's so much pathos and like so much like. He's great as Benji in the um, Mission Impossible movie. Yes. He's good. Uh, he needs a good director, though. Yes. Because, like, Paul, who the dude that made Paul is a very good director, he made Adventureland. I can't think um, of his fucking Greg name. So, Paul could have been great, because I just love those two dudes together. Yeah. But I, and I don't know if they had anything to do with the screenplay, but it was just like, eh. 
Yeah, there's certain people who is like when you have the right collaborators, you're just gonna like hit it out of the park. And he, so to World's End, to uh, you know Edgar Wright's credit, yeah, he plays this kind of. You don't realize, you know, there's some, you think he's a loser, right? This guy, he's just kind of stuck. You know, when he was 18, he wishes he did he wishes he yeah. never grew up. Uh, but then come to find out that his life just kind of it fell apart. Like he attempted suicide. You don't find that out until the end of it. And they're just like, oh, son of a bitch. But no, you like it's well, it's it's a, it's a like, so that's one of the things that like is really effective about Edgar Wright's writing. Uh, his strength as a writer is like, you know, all of those movies that we listed so far uh, are comedies, right? And, um, but he finds real emotion in him. Like, you know, at the end of Shaun of the Dead, like when he has like I mean, not even just the end, when he has to like um when the his uh Bill Nye's his stepfather yes. um is he has to like you know, basically like kill him. You know That's what I mean? like, not my father yeah, in like, there. Like yeah, you seeing that like um uh the progression from like like how much he hates that guy and then how much like like he's like you're my son, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I love you and he's like it didn't happen to like, you know, like part ways with him, it, that's tough. And, and his mom and and, and like it, there's a lot of like real uh, emotional uh, like stuff in that movie. It's, it, it, it 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 could just play for laughs, which a lot of those. And that's I think that's what sort of elevates it. Right. I mean, I mean, again, Airplane's a great movie, but like, yeah, you're not. Those, no one's gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> Re- but like, really. aside, but it, Airplane aside, but I think it, it it doesn't have. It's not trying to be what Edgar Wright's doing, but it's very right. good. But like, this is why. That's why it's better than a scary movie. That's why it's better than because well, well, like you, it, the jokes are better, but also it's it's a real movie. A lot of those movies, especially like I think you know the first couple like the scary movie one, maybe scary movie two to an extent, it's trying to be like a movie. A lot of those other movies are just like a bunch of loosely related sketches, right. essentially. Like Edgar, um, Shaun of the Dead is a movie. Hoppus is a real movie. War's End is a real movie. It's 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 just you know it's just good comedy. And the, and so yeah, and he. He casts great people in these roles. So, like when you said Bill Nye in the backseat of the Jaguar or whatever it is, and he he's like he's like Sean. He's like I have to I have to talk to you. Yeah. And he's like you were so young when your father left or died or whatever yeah. it is. And he's just like he's like Dad's dead. And also Simon Pegg again. He's incredible. He's, he's, so no, he's good. very good. He's, he's like so it's, it's good. like, but it's it's another one of those things where it's like there's a certain amount of um. A lot of times, certain actors get undervalued. Because right. they're doing comedies, you know, right. what I mean? like, like, like their level of uh, acting talent. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's one of the things that uh, that's why um, Jim Carrey uh was like, um, had like movies like um, Eternal Sunshine and like whatnot, right. where it's like even Man in the Moon or whatever, where you like, okay, this guy is. It's not just he's not just a wacky guy. He's like, it takes a lot of talent to do what he does. Right. It's just being channeled into these spaces. Or even Adam Sandler, a- another one, where it's like. When you yes. when, a, when a great director, uh, like gets their hands on him, it's like okay, channel that into this type of character instead. You know what I mean? But even Punch- like Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore, he's still great. No, no, he's for, super no, funny. no for sure. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it's not until um they're put in a different type of role where then people can appreciate that. And then once you see like Punch Drug Love, right. Then going back to Billy Madison, you say, okay, that's it's because like that's I, a great performance. I do not like that movie. Punch of Love? It makes me anxious. I love that movie. I still haven't seen Uncut Gems. Oh, if you th- if, <laughs> if, if, if Punch Drug Love made you anxious, god damn, dude. No, I'm just like, what is what yeah. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> Why is he like his sisters are being so fucking mean to him? Yeah. I cannot de- So I mean this is on another podcast, so maybe we should talk, but um 
Jim Carrey when he was on Norm Macdonald's podcast. Did you see that? Yeah. And he talks about how much Tommy Lee Tommy Jones, Jones just hated, hated him. him. Yeah. He said he shook his hand. He goes, I, I cannot, hate you. Yeah, he's like, I can't sanction your buffoonery, <laughs> which is one of the greatest lines anyone's and ever I, said. And it makes me sad, though, too, because I love Tommy Lee Jones. He's so good in shit. Well, yeah, well, well, come to find things, out like, he's a fucking jerk off. No. <laughs> I totally get it, though. Like, <laughs> like, like as for Jim Carrey, yeah. that's got to suck. Right. But I can understand why Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> would not want to, you know what I mean? Like, like, right. Because, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones was already in his 60s, probably at that time, oh, 50s. Yeah, he was, I know he was on the football team, Harvard beats Yale 29 29, and that was like 1901. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, like, he's an older guy. He's, Bones he, in their he, nose. He's a pretty serious guy as it is. <laughs> right. and, I, and not only is. Does he know Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura, as The Mask, as, right. um, you also know. Also, his performance as uh, uh, the questionnaire, what's his fucking name? The Riddler. The Riddler. Uh, yeah. He's way over the top. Say, so not only does he know him as that, um, they talk about, like, Jim Carrey, with, like, on set was like, I'm the Riddler. <laughs> you know I mean, like, not, not even like, or some method acting shit, but like, um, but like, um, I think the way Jim Carrey, just his natural behavior, it just, those guys were never going to be fucked. Right. You well, know that's, what I mean? I mean, that's what they talk about uh, behind the scenes on uh, uh, Man on the Moon, the uh, uh, Kaufman movie, Char- whatever, not Charlie Kaufman, Andy Kaufman yeah. movie. They said that he got so into character, like, he was starting fights with, with uh, uh, Jerry, Lawler. Jerry Lawler, and he was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, it's 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 a lot. Like, I can totally see Jim Carrey being a lot to be around. And then if you're already, like, a serious older guy <laughs> like Tommy Jones, like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I don't want to, like, <laughs> don't come up to me at dinner. I like, have that, and I'm I'm nobody. Yeah. Uh, like, local Wait, comedy. Anyone, where like, I'm anyone like, would have that. Get the fuck away yeah. from me. It's like, and, like, it is. What sucks even more with us is like it's, they're not even like Jim Carrey, <laughs> right. you know? They're just fucking like fucking Colin Pascarella. Yeah. I like Colin. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's fine. He's a good. He's, well, okay. he's not as um in your face, right? You know what I mean, like Colin uh, Pascarella. Yeah, like in terms of like uh, he's not trying that hard. You know what I mean, like, right? But anyway, my point is, <laughs> um, I can see why like Jim Carrey's a lot. You know what I mean? Right, right. But um, my point was. Seeing a punch jug glove or an uncut gems, then you go back for people who didn't appreciate it. Then you can then go back and see Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, what have you. And like, oh no, this is the same thing. It's right. the same. It's just it's it's like almost like palette swapped or whatever. I mean, it's like it's like it's the same. Like um, punch jug glove character is just a restrained version of um, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's just um, it's it's changing the you know it's painting a different key, but it's yeah. the same it's the same level of talent. So it's like those types of roles allow you to appreciate, like okay, this guy was always good. Right. Not, like Punch Up Love didn't make him good. Punch Up Love opened their eyes. To well, he went who to Juilliard, didn't he? he? Like he or he did. So he went to some of yeah, a classically trained yeah. actor. Like, but people don't think about like that. Did they think about a fucking a buffoon who's uh, I would have loved cannot be sanctioned. I would have. <laughs> I would have loved. I would have loved to have seen him because he was supposed to play the bear Jew. In, I would love that Glorious too. Bastards. Yeah. And what's his fame? What's his name? Is fine. Eli Roth is fine. He's, yeah, he, he doesn't. But there's he doesn't have the level of rage. Yeah, I th- <laughs> that. It, it's um the thing with Eli Roth is um it's it it doesn't seem like him. I mean, like, right. Like, like once you hear it, it was gonna be Adam Sandler, you're like, oh, that's absolutely perfect. Because when Adam Sandler like like beating a guy to death with a baseball, like it, when you think about that scene, yeah, and and like. I just want to see it. I want to see it so fucking bad with Adam Sandler smashing some asshole Nazi's head in. Yeah, because like even like 
And I don't think it's a bad performance in any stretch of imagination. No. But it, it just feels it's just it's like, not what it could even when he's like a the fucking daddy baseball goes fucking yard. It's like it doesn't feel as natural I as they feel like with, it also would have overshadowed uh, Aldo Rain, uh, uh, Brad Pitt. Brad, I feel like that performance would have been. It, is, I, th- I think it might have changed the dynamic. It depends on how much they kept it in the movie because like um, right. I'm, I'm sure they cut down the part. A little bit once it wasn't Adam the Sandler. Gym? Yeah, I think okay. I think he might have had a probably had Good a point. Yeah, I, I didn't think about it that so way. So yeah, it, it depends on how long. I mean, like because if you keep it, um, I think the the uh, the treat of that movie uh, part of it is that the Bear Jew is not like or Hugo Stiglitz. Like all those characters are like right. like they're sort of ancillary. You know what I mean? Like if if they focus on like them more, even them not being Adam Sandler would overshadow Brad Pitt, who's playing a different. You know what I mean? Right. So I think. I think it's a uh, kind of expert move to um, not have like the bear Jew be like the center of attention all the time. Like just like it, it'll be scenes where you like let's let's let the bear Jew go. It's, it's, right. it's literally what that scene is. It's like okay, this is fucking Eli Roth's scene. Go, you know what I mean? Rather than um like him being as important to the overall plot as um fucking uh, Eldo Ring. Uh, yeah, yeah, Eldo Ring. Yeah, but um uh, yeah. So okay, then then <laughs> we got. Uh, we well, did World's End. And and then Baby Driver, yeah, um, Baby Driver, which I liked in the movies, and then it's a fun time. It's fun. It, it, it's it's not as good as I wanted it to he be. Didn't stick the landing. Yes. Um. I, but I th- this, there's so much to like about. I mean, first of all, Edgar Wright is an incredible direct uh, action director. Yeah. He's like uh, the, all the driving scenes are the uh, opening it, scene when they're oh. playing. Uh, what is it? Bell Bottom by um, uh, whatever. Is the it John band. Spencer Blues Explosion? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That and it's like um. It's a lot of little cool. Like he's always been a, such a great visual stylist. Like um, like the scene when uh, just even like the a little thing like um, when he goes to get the coffee. Yeah, or like with John Hamm pointing forward and then him putting it in reverse. Like yeah. he's like, I'm doing it my way. You know what I mean? Um, I thought Jamie Foxx was very great in that movie. Yeah, he's he's menacing. Yes, he's, he's really good in that movie. Yeah, yeah. John Hamm's good. Um, T who must not be named Kevin Spacey. I said it anyway. <laughs> uh, was good. How prior to, was that? Right around the time when the allegations. I think the were allegations out? came out like. A year later, yeah, too, and as much of a piece of his shit as he is, he's always been a great it, actor. <laughs> it's, I mean, honestly, it doesn't like. I'm not going to say like like it's a shame, simply because like I he mean, he should be canceled. Yes, he should. Yeah, he should be canceled. But man, he's so good. Like, he, like L.A. Confidential. Like L.A. Confidential is one of my favorite. I movies. love that. I fucking movie. love that my, movie. Um, oh, Russell Crowe's incredible in that. Guy Pierce is great. Like, yeah. It, um, James Cromwell is that's an excellent movie um, dude yeah um, so good and I thought so Black Dahlia is uh, written by the same guy mm-hmm. and so I thought that movie's gonna be good but then they put <laughs> Ben Affleck in it, it you was, hate Ben Affleck he stinks he's good <laughs> he's not always good but he's good yeah. um uh <laughs> it, I, there's a lot to like the Baby Driver I said this on a, a previous episode but um somebody pointed out on Twitter and I wish I could remember who said it but it's like uh it would have been better if like John Boyega was Baby and Baby Driver. Like that takes it to another level. You know, they're what I mean? in Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's exactly their, their point. It's like not only because he's a better actor right. than Ansel Elgort, um, who's sort of like a charisma fucking vacuum. Yeah, he's just a goofy. Tall yeah, he's white not. Guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's also like it. It makes more sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like it's it, 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 it uh, that just works, but it's 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 one of those things. Like, I that would have made it so much better. It, 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 yeah, it's that a was shame. Miscast. Yeah, right. it's like it's a shame because like I want to appreciate it for what it is, but once you get that idea in your head, it's, it's same with the um um bear Jew things. Like once you know it's supposed right. to be Adam Sandler, you're like it makes you like it just a little less because yeah. you're imagining the Adam Sandler version. Yeah, 
Oh man, I didn't know that's uh, that's a very good point. That makes it so much better. Yeah, because like stories that I'm writing, like I still want to do that Civil War story where it's you, where it's like that lost regiment, and yeah. we do it where it's like it's Doctor Frankenstein's lab, and they're working on slaves that they have, yeah, and they stumble upon it. I still want to do that story, but I feel like I can't tell it without you. You know what I mean? Like I need your input. Yeah, you don't want to do. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to be the guy to do that. <laughs> Just Solo. Solo white guy. No, I've seen Solo. It's a bad movie. (laughs) I like Solo. It's not. Oh, there's two Solo movies. One had uh, Mario Van Peoples in it, and he plays a uh, cyborg. Yeah, and the other one is is, bad. uh, And then Solo was bad, too. I like Solo. I didn't make it all the way through, and I love Star Wars. I don't think it's great. I think it's watchable, and I think um, it's an impossible task for... um, Alden, Alden uh, Aaron Reich to play uh, Harrison Ford. Like, right. Um, but you I, like him. You think he's good. He was good. He was in, good at Hail uh, Caesar. That you saw. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if I like him because I haven't seen him in much other than Hail Caesar. But I like. Right. I thought he. I mean, that's Cohen's though. You know, like it's another thing with like great directors getting good performances out of people. Right. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So Baby Driver is. I wouldn't say it was a miss, but it wasn't. Would um, you say C plus B minus? I would say just solid B. Okay. Um, but it was his biggest hit. Uh, really? That's his. Yeah. As far as making money. M- yeah. That okay. was his biggest hit. Um, and uh, and then he did the Sparks documentary uh, earlier yeah. this year. I didn't see. I it. don't think that band is so good. <laughs> I know everybody else loves him, but I was like, oh, I'll get into him because I I think Edgar Wright has incredible taste in music. So I was like, let me listen. He, to he really does. Yeah. And I was like. I haven't. I never dove in. Um, I haven't seen it like that. But anyway, and now we got last night. Nice last night in Soho. Yeah, and, um, which I was super excited for. Yeah, I was excited for it too. And uh, what did you think? Like, what was your what's your assessment? Um, I liked it. I think I wanted more from it. Yes. Um. So like the thing uh, in our group chat when Stosh was talking about it, and he said, um, not an unlikable villain, but a, a relatable villain. Mm-hmm. But I was—I I don't think there was a villain per se. You know what I mean? I mean, if anything, it's the pimp. It's Jack. It's Matt yeah. Smith. Um, I, I, I knew, and you. I knew she wasn't dead. I—we I, we're, we're, don't give a fuck about spoilers. Yeah, it this, is, right? yeah, yeah. Because when they were showing those people uh, at the end, all the ghosts that yeah. she killed—they were—they were alive. Yeah. Both Matt Smith and her were on the side of the road, covered in blood, and I was like, oh. She's 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 around. I feel I figured it was her. You figured that out right away. No, not right away. But I, I was starting to think like uh, like I'm thinking um, because the, that line where she says like I have a lot of memories in this place, and then once right. you start seeing like okay, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, right. Because she because she says uh, Thomas and uh, Eloise Thomas and Mackenzie. Uh, yeah. She, yeah. She says to her. She goes. Um, she goes. Are there? She goes. Did a girl die up there? She goes. People have died all over London. Yeah, yeah. Love, you know, I'm sure someone's died in that room. Yeah, and I, don't think, I don't think it's, like, supposed to be, like, a the big shock. Like, oh, what? Like, right. you know, it's a reveal, but it's not supposed to be, like, a, like a the big twist. Right. Uh, so, like, it's not like, uh, I'm not trying to say, like, I'm, I'm smarter than Edgar, like, I outsmarted the movie, because that's not what I'm trying, trying to say at all. I'm just saying, um, yeah, I, I started to, the movie is, is giving you the breadcrumbs. It's not like it's something right. that's, like, they're trying to hide. Um, But uh, my point is, I think, Ultimately, I just don't. I didn't. I didn't connect with it fully, and I think there's a lot. Uh, it's again, like Rice is an incredible visual stylist. There's so many. The dance scene, uh, the first dance scene when he's like, "Well, show me how you, yeah. you how you can dance," and when they're like those cuts. Oh my god! Like uh, it, it was. Incre- I mean, yeah, you thinking about yes, it. it's it's so well done, and like I was reading. Um, actually, I listened to another podcast, The Big Picture, and he was uh 
they were talking to Edgar Wright and he was talking about like uh they a lot of the like um like the mirrors that's all yeah. like as much of it as possible as practical effects and like they were doing that in the in camera in the room and stuff. it makes me wonder they probably had to shoot it twice uh, with Thomason and with Anya Taylor Joy and then edit it. What no, a lot of it was like um them learn like matching each other's movements, like uh oh. like legitimately like uh, mirroring each other. Like uh uh it it is it's fascinating stuff. Like and um I would actually re- recommend people listening to the episode of Big Picture because um he talks just it's, I love hearing directors talk about not just so much about content but like talk about the craft of filmmaking and like Edgar Wright loves that stuff about right. like he said, he said, he, said, he, said he, he watched all like a lot of the movies where they do like um like twins or um like uh, mirror tricks and stuff like to learn like to, like like to pick up on like what and like he would ask directly. You're talking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito movie <laughs> Twins. No, movies about <laughs> twins rather. Like like the, like the original Parent Trap, the new Parent right, Trap, right? Or the newer Parent Trap, like the '90s. But um, yeah. Like uh, so, he's talking about like just the craft of like how to execute a lot of that stuff. It was fascinating. Um, but I, th- I thought like the, the visual style of it was excellent. I thought um, when they go back to the '60s and that initial scene where she walks out and you see the marquee and it says Thunderball, yeah, on, and she's downtown London in the se- uh, '60s. It was just like, oh man, this is like I was in, but I was like, now where are you taking me? If yes. that makes any sense. So so oh, oh oh, I remember what my point was. I think I know what you're saying that there's not a villain. I would say I think um. Diana Rick's character ultimately serves as a villain in relation to Thomas and Mackenzie. I don't think right. she I don't think like her as a person is necessarily villainous right. because of how she became that way. But she ultimately I mean, she tries to kill this girl and like burn the house down around her, like simply because she found out that she is who she is. You know right. what I mean? And um so it's like uh and whether or not <clears throat> she was being mistreated, like fucking killing Slitting the throats of a right. bunch of Johns is yeah, that's is, that's murder. It's bad. Yeah, it's, I you know, mean, it's I get it. You didn't want to be mean, a hooker. Yeah, but you that's what you, you don't just get to keep cut people's throats. You don't get to I do mean, it. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, but I think that would have been um, maybe a little bit more interesting. Uh, knowing like following this murderer around, like maybe Tom, like Mackenzie is like seeing these murders happening and she can't stop those. What, what that right? would be interesting, yeah. I think my oh, you know, something was missing. What well, I think was missing for me is why is it Thomas and Mackenzie that is like I don't like the connection, like there obviously there's a connection because she, like she, she's seeing ghosts, she sees her mother right in the movie and a few times throughout the movie, and uh, there's talking with her grandmother. There is indication that, that this is something that's been happening her whole life. Right. So she she's seeing ghosts because she sees ghosts. But I don't. I feel like it. It's weird because horror movies never. It's never like oh this person deserves for this to happen to them. Other than like uh, Midsummer. Uh, or I like, would, I would say Carrie is an example of. Well, I'm saying like it, it doesn't have to be that. But right. I feel, in this movie, it's like I feel like this girl was being tortured, but I don't know like why it's being happening to her. And it's like so. I th- and I also think. I think. Are you saying Eloise is being tortured? Ellie, Ellie okay. yes. Yeah, and yeah. I think, um, I mean, uh, uh, what's um, I Joy's character? Yeah, Sandy is being tortured in a in a way herself during her time period. But I think my issue is, um, even though she's being tortured, I think she kind of sucks. Like I think, like, 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 yes, okay, she's being kind of bullied by her or her flatmates, whatever. She moves right. out, whatever. But I think, like, her behavior. Like aside from that, like even though she's being, you know, um, she's being visited by ghosts and shit, and she's kind of like losing her mind. Like she sucks. To, like interacting with her would suck. You know what I mean? So I, I like, I don't. 
aside from how they were treating her in the beginning of the movie, I don't think anyone's wrong for how they treat her. And I think I think um, what's his name, Michael, uh, Mike uh, Smith. No, oh, uh, um, John. Yeah, the um, dude from Attack the Block, a J Ho. Yeah, uh, Michael a J Ho. Yeah, I think. Um, I, I hated that he was like following her around. Like, at, at, at some point, it's like, okay, she sucks, dude. Like, get out of there. And especially because, like, um, and, and this is just for me, but it's like, as a black guy, it's like, like I don't want to see. It's bad enough to have the black character chasing around a white girl in a movie. Um, but it's like, dude, there's, uh, there's so many white girls in London. That's where they make them. It's like, <laughs> this fucking London, dude. Like, so, so remember, I, I, I told you like, I had a less crazy. I had, I, I thought I had the theater to myself, but I didn't. People showed up, yeah, like ten minutes into the trailers and sat next to me. It's like, <laughs> fucking, there's no one in here and you, two couples. Insane. And so every time the black dude was nice to her, the woman couple over here, she'd go, oh, And I was like, stop. Yeah. St- no one is this nice. This, like, this much. Yeah. I've done that before. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, no. yeah, it's like, it's, 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 it's sad to see, like, it's like, like, dude, you're going all sad, man. And also, like I said, at a certain point, like, he, sh- like, and again, it's movie logic, whatever. But at a certain point, anyone would like, okay, if you were dealing with a girl, right, right, and like she was being weird, like you know, in your class, whatever, that's fine. And then she's she's kind of being standoffish, not standoffish, but like she's like she's not open to like interacting with you, right? Fine, but you you still pursuing her like slow slowly, right? And then um, but then she like freaks out in class one day. You're like, okay, whatever. I still kind of she's still cute, whatever, right? And then the first time you take her home. She freaks out and just starts imagining that she's watching a rape. But as far as the landlord of the house is concerned, you are raping her. She runs you out of the house and you never get an explanation about what the fuck is going on. You would not pursue this woman anymore. Not even because you think she's crazy. Because like, this is not worth the trouble. You know what I mean, so like, the, I the thought, juice is not worth the squeeze. I, th- I love that saying. I thought that that's where the movie is going to take a turn. Because you see him cut his feet. On the broken mirror, yeah. and so his blood's there. So I'm like, oh, she's gonna die, and they're gonna find his blood, and then they're gonna take him in for murder, and then it's gonna be this well, yeah, whole. Because uh, yeah, because yeah, they or make he was a... gonna get killed by the uh, what's her name, uh, Collins, Mrs. Collins, yeah, the downstairs landlord. I thought because that's what I thought. Like, and then well, I thought cause... she was gonna stab him with the scissors yes. in the library, and I was like, don't let that come on. Yeah, well, cause, well, like. <laughs> Because one of those things is like it, you learn the visual language of film, and like a lot of times when someone makes a point to include a yeah, shot, yeah, the foreshadowing, of like, yeah, like yeah, okay, of like the bloody, okay, yeah, yeah like like because he could cut his feet, like making a point to include a shot of him cutting his feet, right? Uh, as a as a moviegoer, you learn that usually that's something that's going to indicate okay, this is going to come up later, and it right. doesn't come up really at all. It was a red herring. Yeah. Um, I think that was a more fascinating thing because then you would shift your alliance to that character. Like, you mean, right. okay, like, oh, like he's being kind of not railroaded. I mean, you're railroaded in a sense, but like, it's not like the system is doing this. To, okay, I guess, okay, I guess ultimately, um, what is the what is the message of this movie? There's the message of like, okay, nostalgia is kind of poisonous. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like obsession with the past and not addressing your, your the current world you're in uh, can like lead you into dark places. And like, right. but I think like, um, like I think. A lot of the great horror movies, and movies don't have to have a, a message, you know what right. I mean? But I think a lot of the great horror movies are kind of addressing like some sort of social ill. I don't think it's right. all right. Um, what, what do they call them? Uh, Twilight Zone. What do they call the uh, uh, social t- like a commentary? What the fuck are those? Social like? commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but they have 
a moral, a morality tale. Yeah, and I, and I don't think it has. And that's usually what horror movies tend to be. Yes, yeah. and like even in a, in a loose sense, like right. even like the the George Romero movies are talking about like racism. It's about racism. It's yeah. about uh like class stuff. There's a lot of issues, like big issues at play. But you're just seeing it. So it's I think it's hard because. Like the nostalgia thing is a valid point, especially in today's age. Like people are, right. you know, like obsessed right. with the past. Nineties, yeah. yeah, or like fucking uh, Stranger Things, yeah. Which I only saw the first season, and I was like, "This sucks." Why do they keep making these? And maybe the other ones are good, but like I was so done with the first one, I was like, "This stinks." Yeah, I don't know why people like this. Why is Winona Ryder so fucking crazy? She's crying every, every scene, dude. Time. Like, it's it's, it's a lot. Do, and I mean, people can't be beautiful their whole lives, but like, come on. I think she's still beautiful, but she's just older. But and also crying all the time. Yeah, but it's like that, that role is just like it's just not doing her any favors. It's like yeah. like why do you like it's just like it's one of those roles. Where like okay, you could tell like she's just not getting work because like why right, do you take that role? Right. You'd be like that. That is not. Yo, a, Netflix like, pays though. Yeah. Like when you hear the fucking uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't believe I can't think of his name. Uh, the comic Chappelle, sixty-four million dollars. This like that's an yeah. insane amount of money. Well, it's because it's cornering the market. You know what I mean? It's like right. it's like like, like HBO, bad comedy. Yeah, it's like HBO <laughs> ain't giving you this. You know what I mean? Like it's right. like so it's it's like it's 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 encouraging because I've heard stories uh, or like you know that's not like you know fucking Hollywood producers are coming up to me and telling me stories in a bar. What do you but mean? Like, that's what you were telling me. Ah, <laughs> oh, this sucks. <laughs> but like you know, reading like um from different uh, film writers and like reading like Variety and stuff is like yeah. I think um one of the things is like Netflix was in cornering the market, which is the thing that every kind of conglomerate does like oh we pay a lot up front and then later on it's like okay now that everyone's over here it's like i oh, know we're paying you're not giving you shit dude like right. you're in this system and now like you know like those 60 those 60 million dollar specials are gone dude like we're fucking paying you with it like this is we're the only game in town you know what right. I mean? so it's like take it or leave it but i'm fine i got no, 60 million dollars <laughs> no, no i'm saying like the Chappelle's right. benefit from that. Are oh, you saying and then you like, when you're like, like here's seventy five thousand dollars? Yeah, it is. I'm still very happy. Everyone underneath that person is like because you see Chappelle getting paid that much money, you're like, oh, I want to, I want to shoot my special for Netflix. I don't want to shoot it for Comedy Special. I don't want to shoot it for right. HBO. I want to shoot it for Netflix. But then you go to Netflix, you're like, like we're not getting. <laughs> You're not Dave Chappelle. No, not you're yet. you. I mean, hopefully, you know I, mean? I don't become you know. Bitter. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, how do we get on the Netflix thing? Um. Uh, we, no, like our takeaways and criticisms, and uh, I was talking about uh, Stranger Things nostalgia. Yes. Okay. But I think so. Ultimately, I think um, in the end, I don't feel the resolution for that for, for Ellie. Like it's like like she's she has to defeat in you know uh, for lack of a better uh, uh, lack of a better term, Sandy. Right. Simply because she's being attacked by Sandy, but right. not because she, she, I don't think she like gets any sort of like resolution to like her obsession with nostalgia only only she only um would probably overcome that because like she's literally being attacked by it right but, like, that doesn't happen in real life so like what's the real 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 world analog like the 90s is not going to try to stab you with a night you know what I mean? like <laughs> so that was the nostalgia part so my takeaway was uh kind of how um not tra- i guess tragedy but like uh you know, any type of uh, like trauma. Yeah, trauma that you experience. Because that was a conversation that uh, uh, Eloise has with Jocasta, the bully uh, roommate, mm-hmm. where she talks about her mother died too. Yeah. Leukemia. And then, you know, and it's just like she became a raging bitch. I thought she was going to have a redemptive story arc. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to leave her a villain. That felt. Uh, well, wait, 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 here's the thing, though. I feel like 
at a certain point, she isn't a villain anymore. Like, like she, she's still a, a, an asshole, right? Right. But like, when once Ellie like almost fucking like brains her with a pair of scissors <laughs> in the library, it's like, no, Ellie sucks, dude. Like, like right. she needs to be like she needs help. Like right. Stash made it. I wish Stash was here because he made a great point when we were talking about it in our group chat, and he was like, um, she should have been kicked out of school. Like, how does the movie, re- how does the movie resolve? And like, it's just like everything's fine. She she makes a dress. Everyone loves her at the fashion show. Right. She, I guess they're dating now. <laughs> her and um, John. Yeah. Well, isn't it funny that she starts dating a John? Yo, <laughs> the levels. The levels. Um, damn, maybe this movie's better than I. <laughs> maybe I'm getting I'm sure it'll be better upon a second watch. There are definitely things missed, but no, I think, it, I think you know, the, uh, how people deal with adversity. Yeah. Right? So this one chick became a bitch, but like she loved to party and fuck, and that's how she felt better about it. Uh, this one chick decided that the '60s, a time and more in, more in. So that's I think, like uh, just like uh, as an example, the MAGA people, right? Make America great again. Wait, it's 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 the. It was it's better the, then. Let's make it like that. The you know uh, what I mean? erroneous idea that th- it was better. The previous time was better when it was just. It was like, never good. Yeah, like yeah, it's like, never been good. <laughs> it's not just walking down, you know, in Soho and seeing. Thunderball and like going right. and, and dancing and like it's it's like th- there's that which is which seems cool and there's also like being fucking manipulated by a, a fucking grimy little pimp in the, <laughs> in the words of uh, Lane Price from Mad Men. You know, it's one of my favorite Stash scenes of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, Stash would love this. Oh man, uh, <laughs> grimy little pimp. No, uh, what? The but fuck? yeah, like being manipulated by a fucking pimp because you have dreams. Like that's happening there, and she's having to be like there's awful stuff happening. I think the thing that that stuff works, right? Right. But I think. I think so. Going back to the real world analog thing, right? Like you would not be haunted by someone else's experiences of the past, right? And that's my issue is like being haunted by her mother, right? Right. That only I feel like that's only a part of the story as an entry point to her being haunted by the ghosts in Mrs. Collins's right home, right? But not it doesn't like the mother's side of it doesn't. Like I feel she like she only shows up twice. Yes, I'm saying like so. I feel like it's more the more interesting thing to, to explore is like how wanting to be like her mother or something like like is poisoning her. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Rather than like um, I thought she was gonna they were gonna make her schizophrenic, like she's not really seeing her mom, but she keeps so it was gonna be because she, she seemed like she was crazy. Well, going back to <laughs> Sasha's point, to everyone outside of her, right? She seems she has to be schizophrenic, right? Maybe like because like. She goes to the police How department do you explain to this? tell him that there's fucking ghosts and that she sees, she goes back in time at eight o'clock every night. Yeah. It's like, clearly the bitch is crazy. Yeah, so how do you explain away, right? But see, after going to the police station for that shit, right? Right. And then, even though, I guess she has, um, I wish I remember his character's name. Uh, Who? John. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's John. Um, uh, to corroborate your story, it's just like, especially like this. This this woman came in a couple of days ago. She sounded insane, be crazy. And then two days later, she, her fucking apartment she lived in is burned down, and the lady <laughs> she lived with right. is dead. Right. But it's fine. Fa- and in in between fashion show. Yeah. And in, yeah. <laughs> and in between that happening, she almost killed one of her classmates who she had an issue with in the past. You know what I mean? Right. Um. 
how do you explain that away to the cops? You know what I mean? Like, how you do you don't. get? Yeah, you, you, know, you like, it's just, right. It's, you don't. So um, ghosts. <laughs> 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 so it's it's it, just, it doesn't fully connect with me. Like it's just like the resolution doesn't doesn't feel because Stash was saying like um he felt like it's like it the ending makes it a bad movie. Do you feel like it was affected by COVID? Do you feel like he had more ideas for it? But just because filming uh, during COVID became such an issue, because right, didn't he film it in? What, 2019 or 2020? I think he filmed the... Because uh, what's her name? Diana Rigg was still alive and she died... I think he filmed it um, a little bit of both. I think it was 2019 into 2020. Yeah, he had to stop um, filming because of COVID and then I think he probably picked it up. I don't I don't think that uh, would have affected it. I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think it's the movie he wanted to make. I just think... Um, it just, it just, it just, I just think it just was a kind of admirable. I don't want to say I'll call it a failure because I don't think it's a bad movie by any no, stretch no, of the no. imagination. I just think I just it, it never hits the highs. Uh, For someone at the highs, it doesn't hit. So doesn't, we're, in we're the fans end. of his work, but that's like so. Like to my beginning point, uh, it's always compared to your previous works. And so when you've got you know a half dozen movies that you know some are beloved and all have been pretty much successful. Yeah. You're going to compare them to those, which I did, but I mean, as you can see right here, we're not, we're not really doing that. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's in just this conversation, we're not doing that. Yeah. It's just like I'm just, I'm honestly just trying it to. It doesn't stand it. on its own. Yeah. It, um, it, it, oh, it, you know what? My issue with it in the end is, it just kind of feels oddly pedestrian for yeah. Edgar Wright. You know what I mean? Like, um, like all of his other movies. There's I, a lot of loose ends. Loose ends, and it's just like, um, like. Scott Pilgrim is like a visual feast. Um, yeah, it's a, a lot of great performances. It's a funny movie. It's a um, it's an exciting movie. My um, <laughs> um, Shaun of the Dead is one of the best movies of the twenty two thousands. Yeah, I mean? it's um, and it's like it's a it's a high it's one of the high watermarks of like um, like of that era of comedy, but also like of of like parodies and, and like yeah. um, uh, or it's not, it's not so much a spoof, but it's like it is a, a send up. You know, yeah, it's an homage. An homage. Yeah, yeah. it's a high watermark and that thing. I don't think. This is like um, you can kind of feel the inspiration of like the type of movies that Edgar Wright was inspired by, yeah. but it, it never transcends past those movies for me. It just feels like a, just another like it. It's it's the most like pedestrian like standard Edgar Wright movie I think we've we've seen. It's, it's like it's like uh, like I would watch it again simply because I I give I would want to. Reapproach it. I would want to reapproach this movie simply because I'm a fan of Edgar Wright, and I want to say like, right. did I give it a fair shake? But if it was any other director made this movie, I don't know if I would ever go back. Yeah, to good it. point. You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, and, and again, there is a lot to like about it. I think he's he's again such an incredible visual stylist, and he's a good writer. And there's there's a lot of elements that work, and the ideas at play are so fa fascinating. Like um, like you know, actually going back to the past and like how how when. He, she actually is interacting with um, Sandy, and when she's not, like I think that stuff is cool. I just think as a story, yeah, really is what as a movie it, it works fine. As a story, I don't like I don't I don't I don't I'm not ha necessarily happy for Ellie at the end of the movie. Simply, like, I'm just glad that John the Black dude didn't get fucked over like I thought he was going to. Yeah, that was the only thing that made me happy. Yeah, but uh, before I forget, did you read or see eleven twenty two sixty three? Yes, love that book. So that that to me is kind of what I think they could have done. Like they talk about how the past fights back because mm -hmm. it doesn't want to be changed, and he's trying to prevent you know JFK being assassinated and all these things behind the scenes. Like that could have been interesting. How it's affecting the fucking landlord in the future every time she comes back from 
1968, whatever mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. Every time she comes back and she's a little bit different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. that yeah, yeah, I like that. That could have been interesting. That's great, yeah, because. Because um, she was kind of breaking through in certain parts that, like, she, like, yelled a no the first time uh, she brings a John home. Yeah. And she's like, can't, you can't watch it. Like, but if she actually prevented it from happening, instead of making her a fucking serial murderer, <laughs> like, you know, and it was, and some of the things that also came to mind when I was watching it, um, Guillermo del Toro uh, ghost movie that we Crimson saw. Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. I thought that those ghosts were very similarly designed in yeah. their look. Like their gruesome deaths and shit like that. Yeah, but it could There was something there that I feel like wasn't yes, capitalized Yeah, it, it, it doesn't... It, like, there's... there's it's like there needs one more step. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and I, it doesn't go there. I, I think the idea you just said uh, is great. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I, I, had a, I had a thought about something. Um, 60s nostalgia... It was sort of similar to like a, another way it could have gone, but um, yeah, I just, I, oh yeah, even like um, I think Edgar Wright has, hasn't ever really shied away from like um, like like Shaun of the Dead, right? It's not necessarily a happy ending to that movie. It's just like right. I mean, his friend is now like a a pet zombie essentially. You know what I mean? Like it's um, it's Shaun survives, but so many people die. Like I think this movie is. <clears throat> Because even if they would go like fully, like, like, like the way certain movies go, where it's like, okay, like certain thrillers or horror movies go, right. we're like, what if what if Thomason McKenzie's here, uh, Ellie is now looked at as, like she goes to prison? You know what I mean? And like, right. she's like, you know what I mean? Like, she looked at, she's looked at as crazy. And like, um, like, because even though she didn't necessarily do anything wrong, the world sees, like, it, it could be a, sort of like a, um, a, a tale about like how people view, uh, people. With mental illness, right, or whatever, or whatever, right, um, yeah. and then like, uh, like she, like the system fucks her in the end, even though she didn't necessarily do anything wrong, because like, like her story doesn't necessarily, it doesn't add up. You know yeah, I, mean? I think, I think, I think, I think Stasha's kind of right. Like by making it sort of a happy ending for Ellie, and, and like, you know, there's a scene where that little shot where she sees Sandy in the mirror, and, like she's still yeah, with her. Yeah, but what her. does that even imply? Yeah, what does that mean? Like you'll me? never escape this. Like she did. Yeah, you don't have to live there anymore. It burned down. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> like, well, yeah what will what will what will like just knowing that just having Sandy appear in a mirror is not going to. She doesn't have any right. power. Is she, at is this she point. being haunted by the ghost of? Of Sandy as well now is that what they're trying to say? But again, the problem with that is she's being haunted by the ghost of her mother, and that doesn't show up. That doesn't affect her life in really in any right, way at all. So anything. what will that do? Because ultimately, what it does in the case of um living in Sandy's home is that she goes crazy from that. But also, Sandy tries to kill her in the end. You know what I mean? Whereas with um uh. Just the ghost of Sandy, like that's no different than just having a memory of that happening to yeah. you. Like, what, what, how will that affect your life going forward? I don't, I don't really know. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it just, yeah, it's, at the end, if, end it doesn't fully connect. And if, and if, uh, Grandma knows about mo- seeing Mom, was there some incident beforehand that when she saw her mother, she, what happened? Yeah. What, like, so what? Yeah, People yeah. People see ghosts all the time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, like I was saying, I, I just feel like they put that in there just to allow her to be the person who sees the ghost right. in the house, uh, in Miss Cowles' house, uh, Sandy's house, rather yeah. than um, uh, for any like it doesn't it doesn't really come into play like those like if her mother like what if her mother is fighting against 
right. Sandy or something like that. I mean, because like part of you thinks like, oh, it's her mom, Sandy. And, like when you're watching it, like who is? Right. You know I mean, it just, it, I thought it was good. Yeah, it's I kind of disparate. It, I thought, eyes, I thought grandma was gonna play, uh, play a bigger role. I thought she was gonna come down and help her out. I uh, like I just. It was definitely missing something. Yeah, uh, which is, is a bummer because, like I said, I was so looking forward to it, uh, and I was on board with a lot of it. I think like uh, this, this like there's a lot of cool stuff at play. It just doesn't, it doesn't fully connect. Yeah, and it's a shame. And they're both gorgeous. Uh, they're both fucking super talented, uh, Thomason and Anya. Yeah, and, like- and, and, and I feel like Sandy, Anya, Taylor Joy could have been used way more. Like she was, I, I don't. It, it was only told in flashback, basically, is what it was, and you don't really get a lot. Yeah, it's almost like you, you were saying, like a movie about Sandy. Yeah, might have been a more interesting movie. Yeah, but I think what he wanted to do was he wanted to have the the flashback to the past thing, right? Rather than like just being in the past, like it being a straight up period piece, it'd be like a you know the nostalgia thing because well, I, th- I think um, I think it's a kind of a. <clears throat> I think he makes the deliberate choice to make it a movie about nostalgia because I think um, Edgar Wright's movies, to an extent, like um, are largely about like some sort of like not even like in a meta sense about nostalgia. Like uh, a lot of the mu- music choices he talks about are like well, from his childhood. I mean, The World's and, End is basically yeah, about so a it's, character, Gary King uh, trying to live in the glo- trying uh, the, to live the salad days. You know, yeah, yeah, nineteen ninety one um, all over again. So um, I think he it's a deliberate choice, but I think maybe there's a better movie where it's just Sandy's story, uh, which but it's not. But that's I think that's a little too straightforward for what he wants to do. You know right? I mean? Don't but a, don't you think it's funny? Like it, uh, in in a broad sense, when people are like, "I was born in the wrong time, man. I should have been." It's like. Yo, it was fucking shitty. Yeah, they didn't have the internet. You want? No, I'm oh, so I, happy. I wish I was born in the '30s. Jazz. What? No. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm you, glad I'm relatively young. In you the can future. listen to jazz, the same jazz that they had then. You can listen to it now, you dude. Go to anywhere you Vinyl want. records. Go like, buy the records, man. Fucking, even Apple Music, they Just got a lot of it. Spotify. Yeah. No. It's um. No, it's a very odd thing to say. I mean, it's, it's nostalgia. It's like because right. like, you're only thinking about the good part. Like, like right. It's like. Like that's why, like, like as a, I always say, like as a black person, I'm so happy it's now. You know what I mean? I'm actually, I'm actually upset that it's not 100 years in the future that I was born. Right. You know what no, that's, like, that's your joke. You're like, it's not even really that good. Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like, I don't, yeah, I'm, I don't want to go back to the this 20s. Is okay. The fucking roaring it can, 20s. It like, be, you're so right. I can do the, okay, hang I, out with I, Jay Gatsby. <laughs> have him call me the N word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, this is great. Fucking F. Yeah. Scott Fitzgerald just I threw a penny at me. I want to do the jitterbug, dude. I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm I'd rather, fine. I'd rather watch girls twerk. <laughs> they weren't twerking back then. Fuck that bam, shit. Bam, 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 and it's also like, yeah, so uh, that's, that's sort of why Ellie sucked. It's like, dude, like, it's not like, like, oh, the show of, of old. Like, no, like, dude, there's fucking cool people now. Dude. Yo, London's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's London. You live in London, dude. Yo, go do anything you yeah. want. You don't, you, don't even, you don't even fucking like James Bond movies. Why do you care so much about a Thunderball? Like, I don't really. He's, he's okay. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's fine. People he's love guy, James. James Bond. I don't care about him. There's some good movies and there's a lot of ones that aren't good. Yeah, I like the ones where like he only has a cameo. <laughs> he just shows up, smokes a cigarette, <laughs> takes a lady away. The James, the famous James Bond cameo. Yeah, you don't remember he was like he was in um, Juice, Forrest Gump. <laughs> 
Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, Juice. <laughs> Hello, all my apps. Love to hang out with you. Tupac, you're a star. Tupac, you're the best. <laughs> you're going to die soon. You're going to die soon, so live it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know what James Bond I was being. Like, I, <laughs> no, I, we I were. I certainly we wasn't doing Conor O'Brien. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I, never, I certainly wasn't doing Connor. Miss Money Pussy. <laughs> Money Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what fucking Sandy's name should have been. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good name for a prostitute. Yeah. Money. <laughs> you know, my mother was a money pussy. <laughs> that definitely sounds like the British term for what a prostitute. You don't say, love. It's a money she's pussy a, over there. Huh? Bloody money pussy. It's a bloody money pussy. Oh, That's man. not a... You don't want to throw bloody in front of money, pussy. That's a whole other yeah. Well, yeah. ball of wax. That's, that's not when you want to uh, <laughs> make that purchase. Uh, this is when they're been saving up. All right, that's that's we're off the, we're off the rail. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what he does next. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't even know what he has in the t- uh in the pipe in the hopper in the hop. I know he was supposed to make like. Uh, a grasshopper movie? Grasshopper Jungle. Yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know whatever happened to that. Let's. I want to go to IMDb. Uh, yeah, IMDb I don't even know what he's got lined up. I mean, I gotta go see Eternals. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Um, the only thing I say on his IMDb currently is that he's supposed to be directing some movie. The Running. The Running Man. Man. I don't know if it's a remake of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he doesn't really have anything in the. Wow. Well, I mean, he was pretty busy with the Sparks documentary that we also didn't see. Yeah, he does like he does like um, music videos and shit. So, well, he did that one with. Uh, well, it was kind of like the first scene in Baby Driver, where they're robbing the bank and like the, they're like the peppermint, whatever the fuck it is, peppermint shindig. <laughs> I can't think of the name of it. Uh, is a band? Yeah, the peppermint shindig. Doesn't that sound like a good band? Yeah, party? I'm into it. It's no, you, it's no worse name than the John Spencer Blues Explosion. If you got invited to a peppermint shindig, would you go? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I like mints. What kind of shoes would you wear? Um, penny loafers. <laughs> money <laughs> pussies. With, with, with candy in them instead? With pennies? <laughs> That'd be yeah. fun. Hell yeah. Would you like Peppermints a shoe instead of a Would penny. you like a shoe mint? <laughs> I brought them for you. Yeah, he's not, uh, he doesn't have anything. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, it's hard to... So much work goes into... Creating a like writing a screenplay, yeah, and he doesn't usually work because even with like Scott Pilgrim, you know, it was pre existing material, but he put together a bunch of different stories mm-hmm. from that and made one gigantic, yeah, Scott Pilgrim story. Um, but everything else is usually him, Baby Driver was him. I can't think of anything, I mean, even Ant, Ant- Man, I think he co wrote Scott Pilgrim with Michael Bacall. Is that the uh, is that the creator? No, um. Brian Lee O'Malley is the creator. Yes. Of, um, and he co-wrote um, uh, Last Night in Soho with, uh, what's her name, Christy Cairns? Yeah, because he, he's, he's, he's got a writing partner if he's not writing. Yeah, Christy Wilson Cairns. Yeah, with um, Edgar Wright. Uh, who's it? Uh, Abby Cornish or whatever it is. He wrote uh, Attack the Block with Oh, him. Joe Cornish. Joe Cornish, I'm sorry. Abby. I think I knew a girl named Abby yeah, Cornish. Yeah, probably. Probably. She brought me a ham. A ho- a honey baked one, a honey baked ham, baby. Wow, just on a like it wasn't a holiday. It was just like she knocked on the door, and I go, "What are you doing here?" She goes, "I just want to let you know I bought you this honey baked ham. Got got you a little something. I got you a little honey baked ham." I was like, "You could have just given me a kiss." 
<laughs> Skip the ham. Skip the ham. Get in um, the house. <laughs> but yeah, he writes. He writes uh, pretty much all his stuff. Um, he's not like a. Yeah, I think you say he's not a hack <laughs> like the rest of these guys. No, he he's one of those guys where it's like oh um, Tintin. He wrote the screenplay for Tintin. Yes, I like Tintin a lot. That was good. It was. I wanted more from that. I actually like that. Movie. I, I I rewatched that recently, and I was like, um, I wish. I honestly like would love to see Spielberg doing more in that space. Uh, Are you excited for uh, West? I I mean, so I've never seen the original West Side Story. I'm not okay. like, I'm not necessarily a huge. I mean, it's supposed guy. to be like if you love film, you got to. Well, see. What I was going to say yeah. is, um, I was like, when I heard it was coming out, I was like I'll probably watch it because I, you know, it's going to be a big movie and you know it's Spielberg or whatever. Right. And I saw the trailer. I was like, there's so many like just excellent shots in that, and it's like, yeah. And well, like, the way they make the city look like this kind of ground up, yeah, like view. I mean, he's the best. You yeah. I mean, like, he's like he's he's like. It's it's a reason why there's a reason why he you know he has like the reputation he has like he's he just understands like that guy understands blocking yes. and um like framing and like he's like well he, that's why I get bummed out when friends want to shoot something because they don't like it just like you know this looks bad yeah this looks bad and to actually yell at your friends and be like listen yeah you're not doing it the way I need you to do it yeah stand the fuck over here and say it this way <laughs> and then you won't have friends anymore. <laughs> But that's how you have to be as a director. No, yeah, absolutely. You have to. Like, I mean, you have to execute your vision. You know, what right. I mean? you, and, and a lot of times people are shooting; they don't really actually have a vision. Right. right. Like, and talking about like uh, how much good work, work goes into making a movie, it's like, um, like fucking making storyboards and like blocking right. scenes. Well, like, that's the thing, James Gunn. I follow him on Instagram, and he's that big ass yeah, fucking stack, all those like, storyboards. This, yeah. Like, I mean, everyone, and, 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 and it doesn't, like, you would think, like, oh, maybe just the most meticulous, like, everyone's storyboards. Right. Like, the, not necessarily everyone write, makes their own storyboards, but storyboarding is a big part of. Yeah, how you want it to yeah, look. Yeah, like, that's, that's, I mean, that's why you, you don't show up on set and say, like, oh, maybe we'll put the camera here. I mean, like, you have to have it right. figured out. And it's like, I mean, and like, even a, a huge part of, like, being on set is, like, before, like, you know, the, maybe the first five hours of the day is just getting, setting up the, right. the scene, and then, then the actors come in. You know what I mean? So it's a big thing but um <clears throat> my point was spielberg it, it looks great i mean yeah i mean answer i'm not the biggest fan of musicals ansel uh, like, elgar aside uh right, it looks who good. we've already shit all yeah. over <laughs> um it's it's, it's it's i mean yeah i'll, I'll watch it and i i, I i'm not a well you liked uh you and sash loved la la land i liked that Land a lot a little, i liked much, um in the heights uh yeah, i thought it was excellent uh, i think as well well that's supposed to be kind of west side story as well isn't it it's 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 definitely influenced this is it's a similar sort of thing but it's not as much like um uh, forbidden love, like war, like right. across the city. You They're know, like, like pumped about their love. Yeah, it's more about like um sex. aspirational hot uh, sex. Yeah, hot, it's it's about hot sex. Yes, you nailed it, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. But um, how do we get on? Uh, what, Spielberg? No, we were talking about how, how like we're saying that Edgar Wright doesn't have anything in the pipe, and we're saying like how much goes into. Making a movie, yeah. So like, it's like, oh, he's but he made already made two movies. Like, I, one was a documentary, and you know, not that it takes any less work because you have to figure out how you're going to tell the story of this band that's existed for fifty years. Yeah, you know, whatever it is, and then what makes them so interesting? Like, the thing that makes them interesting is John Lennon loved them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's where it starts, and I think that's fascinating. Like, I would, like, love if certain comics liked my stuff. Yeah, like, absolutely, no, yeah. You know, no one ever heard of me, but I was on the old gray whistle test No, I love time. that when, like, um, yeah, like, um, 
he was about to be named Louis C.K. Uh, or like, <laughs> yo, that's two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or like, um, you know, Bill Burr. They all talk about like right. old guys from Boston. He's like, uh, no one knows who this guy is. Like, he was like, yeah, he was like the funniest guy. Like, like even now, I wouldn't, don't think I would be able to follow him or whatever. I think uh, those are kind of the cool yeah. stories. Like, yeah, it's, and it's fun. And then like you, the untold, I'm, sh- I'm sure yeah. you'd see him now and you'd be like, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah, he's dude. like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this guy stinks. You guys are idiots for you guys thinking are he was dumb great. for yeah. liking this. Yeah. How long have you been stupid? Um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, <laughs> fucking last night so hoes is is yeah. See, I, I, I people have asked me like um, a couple of people have like oh you saw it and I like I, like I recommend it. I mean I, I um I think it's worth watching. I think it's entertaining. Yeah. It's just not it's just not um. I so when I was sitting there watching it, I was enjoying it. This yeah. is just a story that he wanted to tell. So and then it's one of those things. It doesn't stick to your ribs. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like uh, I didn't leave, I didn't leave the thing. It wasn't like, yeah. It like wasn't hearty, It wasn't a hearty oatmeal. <laughs> Yes. It wasn't, uh, as you like to say, steel-cut oats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. it, wasn't, it wasn't a beef stew. It was not filling. Yeah. It was a uh. dinty Moore <laughs> canish soup. Yep. Um, <laughs> you, you nailed it, brother. Thanks for uh, shooting me down right there. That was nice. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the movie? I mean, no. Not that I could think of. <laughs> Popcorn was okay. No other thoughts that you could think of? <laughs> no other thoughts that I could think of at this thought moment. Yeah. Time. Popcorn's good. Um uh, yeah, I liked it. Uh, dissecting it with you uh, has proven that uh, I could have improved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have tapped in with you. I always feel so bad, like when uh, someone who I enjoy, like they get their hands on the Sean Murray, you know, film festival podcast, and he's just devastated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Edgar's not going to want to hear this one. No. Um, anything you want to plug? When's this come out? I mean, I got... Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I got my mic at Cafe 9. What's that? December uh, 1st, right? December 1st. Plug that. Uh, Danny Boy 3030 on uh, Twitter. Cafe 9 is in New Haven, 250 State Street. Uh, winner for uh, winner for best set. Gets 25 bucks. Yeah. Sean Murray won. Two-time winner, Sean Murray. Two-time winner. Um, Yeah, Danny Boy 3030 Twitter and Instagram if you want to follow me. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for you having me. Motherfuckers know where to follow me. Yeah. Um, highbrow Sean, Twitter. Lowbrow Sean on Instagram. Nobody has Sean podcast. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and also on YouTube. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I think next week we're probably going to talk. I'm, I want to have Mo Musa. He's a comic in here. I want to talk about the Cowboy Bebop movie in in preparation. Oh, is he a fan? I never got into He's it. He's an anime fan. Yeah, uh, okay. Maybe you should check it out. It, Cowboy Bebop is a like great it? show. Okay. Uh, it's really like, um, it's like even if you're not uh, an anime fan, uh, or like you don't, you, you're not like well versed in anime. Like yeah. I think it's a it's a great entry point. Like okay. it's it's if you like westerns, it's not a western, but like if you like um, it, it, it has a lot of Hollywood influence. Uh huh. Um, it's 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 a great show. It's like it's one of the the best shows. Is um, it streaming on Netflix? Hulu. Hulu. No, I actually, got that. actually, no. They, they recently put it back on Netflix. So yeah, it's on Netflix because the 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 live action Cowboy Bebop is coming out. Yeah, that's I, why I want to do that. that. Um. Oh uh, yeah. So we're gonna do Cowboy Bebop. I think next week. Um. Probably after that, we're gonna do the King Richard, uh, the Will Smith movie, King Richard. Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I want to do an episode. We're probably gonna do an episode talking about um like Will Smith's like second half of his career. I like, thought you were gonna say his decline. Well, sort of. <laughs> I, I want to talk about like Will Smith as an actor and like um. He's a great movie star, but how? And I'm not saying he's not a great actor, but how often has he actually been a 
in roles where he's doing his right. best acting. There was that first movie he was in where he plays like a roommate. Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's it's like, wow, holy shit, he's really good. And then now it's like, yeah. Yeah, he's got like a lot of, I think a lot of his roles are like, there's a charisma, but like, I, I, th- I don't think there's very many roles. Like, I, I, um, I think it was, he's one of those actors that works with, um, where he gets to be a producer and he has a lot of control over the role. Right. But like, I think there's very few times where he's given himself over to a, a director. And when he does, I think it's an excellent, he does act like, um, um, Ali, for example, like right. uh, I think he's is great. That, in that is that movie. man? Michael Mann, yeah. Michael Mann? And I think it's because he let like it, it's one of the reasons why like he didn't do he didn't do Django and Chain. I always kind of like I think that's right. Like, a well, he critical turned point down in his career. two huge ones: The Matrix and Django and Chain. It's like it's nuts, and I think that's a critical point in his career because it's like um. Well, that's what Stosh said. I think he goes, "This is the curse of turning down the Matrix." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um. And, uh, you know, whatever else is going on. I might do an Eternals episode at some point. Um, yeah, I got to see that. But, yeah, that's that's what's coming up on the, on the fucking festival. <laughs> uh, fucking tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Thanks for coming, Danny. Thanks for having me, brother. All right, man. Cut. <laughs> <laughs>